welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and here, sitting to my left, and so to my left in every way possible, the one, the only, <laughs> Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Ray. I'm glad to be back, I think. No, and, one, no one has ever accused me of being left. But. <laughs> so, you know, today we have a live studio audience. Yes, we do. So do you want to introduce the, the, the audience? The audience is my daughter, Anna. She's home from break from her studies at the University of Kansas. She graduates in May. Woohoo! <laughs> right? <laughs> Getting a head nod from her. That's cool. But yeah, so she's, she's here trying to get some things done while she's being my chauffeur when it gets to be dark outside. That's going to be rough. Chauffeuring you around. Chauffeuring me around. Well... I probably fall asleep on the way home because it's dark. But, yeah. Well, hopefully the pay is good. Well, <laughs> I okay, I guess we won't, we won't, go, there we won't go there. <laughs> All right, well, um, so we are in here live at our new quote unquote studio. I've got everything set up. Um, but, Ray, I hate to say you weren't the first guest. Oh, no. To use all of our um, oh, stuff here. Well, you so, know. Dayton, Dayton Bennett beat you. Dayton, nah, that's an affront. <laughs> Dayton's a great guy, and uh, if I was going to lose out to somebody, it'd be but you know Dayton, better than Dayton. Dayton pulled a raid today. He did. When did uh, we uh, we had a we had a episode all set, ready to go, had the show notes typed out and everything. And the first episode, we didn't cover a single thing we were set to talk about. <laughs> so we we actually wound up doing two episodes of what should have been a one episode program. And actually, we're talking about a third now. Okay. Uh, but so. But that's good. That's that's. that's so we okay. call that pulling a ray. Okay, pulling a ray. But we gotta come up with a name that is alliterative, like raining in ray, something for Dayton. Uh, Death a, to date. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Death um, to date. No. Uh, you, my daughter, she's in communications. Come up with a word that means the same thing as raining, but it starts with the letter D. Um, Work on that. Inappropriate words that come into mind, but we can't do that either. <laughs> Not a Waldo, although Dayton let one go um, on the podcast. There's one episode that's going to have, I can't click on the no profanity. Um, <laughs> he, he recommended a book that had a title that oh, wasn't that great. He's just, but, he's just quoting the title. I mean, yeah, he's a shock jock, whatever you want to call him. But. <laughs> All right, so we are on this episode. This is not a reigning in race. It is, this is man. an actual basic Bible podcast episode, and we are talking about things not to say to your pastor. And if there's anybody who's an expert on things not to say, it's Rick. So that's why I thought he would be the perfect guest. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've been on both sides of this issue, I'm sure. <laughs> so I, um, I read an article. In fact, I sent you this article a while back, so we should do a show on this. And then I lost the article. Mm. Uh, so I have no idea what that article said. But um, what I did is I went on a couple of forums I, I joined um, that are for pastors. Even though I'm no longer a pastor, uh, they let me hang out on these things. And so I put out that question, what are some of the things that you don't want to hear as a pastor? And so this is where I came up with this list. Okay. It's, um, it's a pretty hefty list, people. Yeah, this is um, probably going to be a two-parter. We'll see. Um, but we're going to go with it. So these are, these are things that real pastors have been have been told 
Yeah. So these are these are not just made up. Uh, these are not just theoretical or hypothetical, but this, these are actual things that have been said mm -hmm. and that you probably shouldn't say yourself. So the first one here, um, this was said to a youth pastor, and, I, and I've had this mm -hmm. the, the same thing. I was a youth pastor for two years, which was, I still can't believe I was a youth pastor. I, I, I was a um, and now he teaches youth. Yeah, well, I'm a much better teacher than I am a youth pastor. I'm not a wild and crazy, zany kind of, you know, relate to this. I can, I can. My powers him. are you wild and crazy? <laughs> you know, he just got ordained. He, he did. Recently. I was there. You were there. I was there. That's right. You At the belong the same church. Yes, we went to that. Okay, well, but anyway, this is said to a youth pastor. When are you going to be a real? Oh, it's such a loaded question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how do you even answer that? And yet I've heard it, even professors say yeah. it, and, and it's like, okay, so what you're saying is, is being a youth pastor is just a stepping stone to right. being a pastor, to being a real pastor. Um, I'm sorry, children are important too. In yeah. the eyes of the Lord, I don't think that Jesus would ever say this to anybody. Right. Because he said, let the little children come to me. Yeah. And when his disciples tried to dissuade it, he said, no. Because such is the kingdom of God. They belong to these kids. But, but you're not using the King James. Suffer not the little children. I'm sorry. So you're, you're suffering I, I, me. I, I was that little passage. Talk about suffering children. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I will say when I was in Bible college, um, in my mind, I had a stereotype of the youth pastor, and that was, or at least people who were majoring in youth ministry, <laughs> I always thought, these were the people who weren't quite mature enough to go into real pastoral ministry. Yeah. And I think that was true for a couple of people, but you know, since I've been out, and since I was a youth pastor for a couple of years, I can say that, no, that it, it is a real job. Yeah. It is a real pastor. You know, and it takes real pastoral care. We brought up Mike Power. I want to tell you something. And my daughter can probably speak to this even better than I could if she would like to, but if she doesn't want to, that's fine. He is probably the best youth pastor I have ever known. Yeah. He brings kids together, teaches them the word, takes them on retreats, helps them develop leadership. Uh, it's just amazing what he does with these kids. And my, <coughs> my daughter benefited greatly from being a part of that youth group. Thumbs up from her. But it's like she was a part of a different church. Right. And when I found out that Mike had suggested Anna to be a leader in that youth group, I had to go talk to him because I'd never heard of such a thing. Mm. Some kid going to another church, coming in and being part of my leadership team. Yeah. I was like, wow. And that was a huge reason, one of the many reasons, instead of me going back into the ministry full-time somewhere outside of Janesville, we stayed because Anna yeah. had that opportunity. Yeah. That was one of the reasons. I had other, I, people like Kevin Thompson and some other guys that I needed well. to have around me. So, but, <coughs> but Mike emphasized leadership evangelism, giving. Every year, for years, whether it's after the worship time at Thanksgiving Eve, Anna, yeah. they would go to a 
restaurant. Right. Yeah. And then they would gift their waitress however much money they had. Well, and we're talking thousands. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah. Uh, this year, because of COVID, my wife benefited some from that kind of thing. Mm. Brought over three gift cards for uh, basics mm. that we would need to use. And with my wife's health issues and stuff. So it just brings tears to my eyes to see the influence that this guy, even though he's a Chicago Bear fan. <laughs> and I a Calvinist. Huh? And a Calvinist. And a Calvinist. I love this guy because he does it right. Yeah. I had always told my wife, I said, you know, if we ever had children, I'd want them in that youth group. Yeah. And now, they uh, my oldest son is, yeah. is that youth group. Yeah. Um, and he loves it. I, I, it. We have great conversations on the ride home what he's learned and what they've done. So, I mean, it's, I think the stereotype of a youth pastor is just, some, I, I said, someone who's wild and shamey. Well, just fun and games. Yeah, and, that, and that's really what, it's babysitting. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have to be. In fact, I know there are some churches, you have what you call the, um, I just lost it, like a family-focused church or something like that, that doesn't believe in youth ministry, that everything has to be oh, yeah, with yeah. the family. Yeah. And, and I disagree with that. I think, you know, as someone who's just gone through surgery and through, you know, I had to see specialist doctors who specialize in certain areas. And so I don't think it's wrong um, to think that even in, in the, within the church, there are people who specialize in that particular form of ministry. It sure. is a ministry, and it can be done right. And I think, again, you and I have, have seen that firsthand. Well, when you, when you work it, in conjunction with the family. Right. And you're partnering with the parents with the understanding that we're not taking your kids away from you. We are trying to enhance right. how they relate to the world and to you as parents. That, you know, I mean, if it's just uh, a time to have fun and goof off and complain about your folks, then yeah, that's wrong. But when you're working together for the common goal of bringing these children up in the ways of the Lord, yeah. That's a recipe for success. Which leads to a very important question. Why hasn't Mike Powers been on this podcast? That would be, Actually, uh, he, that would be on you. <laughs> he is scheduled to be on here at some point when we're right. doing our uh, our series on the Apostles' Creed. Uh, <laughs> That's been over a um, year in the making, my friend. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, and uh, Life happens. <laughs> it, will be, it will be done at some point. We've recorded four of those, actually, and Have we'll you? be doing two more tomorrow. Um, but he will be on the podcast at some point. Uh, but anyway, okay, so we are um, almost halfway through the podcast, and we've covered number one. And I we've told got two you pages. it's going to take a while. <laughs> all right, let's get to the second part here. Okay, so I think all of these, these next three, have a common theme. Okay. Can I talk to you for a minute right before the church starts? Or, I need to, or, or right before the church starts, I need to talk to you after the church right away. Or I need to, so right before the message, hey, I got something I need to talk to you. Uh, Ray, you served as a pastor. Why, why is that in your case? Why is that a problem? <laughs> well, I mean, you lose your focus. Yeah. You, you, you're worried about what it is they want to talk about. The worst thing that along these lines that ever happened to me was one year, I had relinquished. Worship 
as far as planning it and whatnot. Okay, take it and run with it. Yeah. Well, it happened to be Halloween. And this Uh-oh. lady, her birthday was on Halloween. She came all ready to talk about Halloween. Or I forget, she had some kind of outfit on. And, and this is five minutes before the service, and I said, no. And I handed it over to Annette to deal with it. That was probably the beginning of the end mm. of my time there at that church. But it's like I, you know, I was broadsided five minutes before the yeah. service, and I had no idea. And it, at least there should have been some discussion about it right. instead of doing it. I mean that's. Why I handed it over to Annette because I knew if I had tried to deal with it with my temperament and then having to go into a worship service, yeah. it would not have worked. So people may be well-intentioned <laughs> on this, but they're not thinking, all right, so this is, as a pastor, this is like your main thing throughout the, you know, the, 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 the... But it's not the only thing. No, it's definitely not the only thing. But it's a thing that you've been preparing for yeah. and preparing for and preparing for, and your your heart and your soul is invested in this, yeah. and then you want to sidetrack and derail that to talk about something that may not be as important. Oh, it, may be, it might be, but it's very rare. Yeah. Very yeah. rare. So that's not a good idea to do. And frankly, I've had to be careful about that because I am so close to my pastor. Right that I have to remember to wait until after the service right. to talk to him about anything. Because yeah. if I start beforehand, I mean, other than just, you know, hi kind of thing, I can, you know, because, well, you know how my mind works. Yeah. I Does get it off, work? I get off, well, that's debatable. <laughs> I get off track. And I mean, I'll, because when something comes to my mind, I have to say it or write it down or whatever, send it to, uh, not necessarily expecting anybody to, act on it right, right then and there. But if I don't say it, I'm going to forget it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I try to honor John Space, Mark Space, if they're preaching that day. I, you know, I don't always remember to do that, but you know, I'm better at it than I used to be. I, I then hope. the other part of that is, well, I'll talk to you later this week about problems, oh. which, you know, I'm okay with that, but I know like there's like I would never do that to my wife. Or actually, I will never do that again to my wife because I know that she's the type that would, like, okay, what do we talk? What? Right. Or I know when that happens, I hate it. I'm sorry, Bob Keneally, if you're listening. Um, I used to hate it when Bob would say, "Hey, uh, I need to talk to you during the prep period for a minute. Just uh, come and drop by yeah. my office." Oh, I hear it you. was never anything bad. It right. never. Was. But I, my mind would be like, "What did I do? Or what did I not exactly. do?" Exactly. Um, and now, the next 45 minutes or so, I'm freaking out. Right. Um, but yeah, giving a heads up is just a good idea. Well, and I mean, we all, there are several different ways that communication happens. Um, there's three main ones auditory, um, visual, and kinetic. Yeah. I'm much more visual, mm. and then my second is kinetic, hands on. Yeah. Auditory, I'm not the greatest at. Mm. I mean, I communicate that way, but that's the way pastors are. Right. But, um, but if I'm trying to learn something, 
it's better if somebody sends me an email when I can look at it on right. my time frame yep. instead of jumping me five right. minutes before I have to be involved in leading worship yeah. in whatever capacity. And I'm trying to get better at this because, you know, my pastor, Phil, he, he and I text, and I try to remember to say, hey, let's meet up. We're going we're to talk about this yeah. just to make sure that he's... All right, let's move on to another, to another one here. But now um, the opposite of that is on here somewhere. Oh, not the opposite, but uh, okay. Not saying anything. Or, yeah, but what I mean is this. People will say they. They yeah, say. Okay, yeah. They say. Yeah. Okay. Who are they? People are saying, Pastor, I need to talk to you because people are saying yeah. X, Y, Z. What people? I want to know how many. Are they the ones that can get rid of me? Yeah. Or are they just others who are disgruntled about something? What, you know, I mean, is it two Or is this people? just your wife? Is, is it just your wife? Or is it just you? Or is it just you? Yeah. Or is it is it a handful of people? Right. Or is it the whole congregation? It makes a huge difference in how I want to handle it if, if, if people are upfront and honest about what's going on. Well, and I don't even think that's a biblical concept because, you know, if, especially if you're, gonna have, if you're bringing a complaint to the pastor, especially if it's about the pastor, yeah. you know, Scripture says you need witnesses. You need, mm -hmm. um, this, isn't, if this isn't cooperating. If you just have all these anonymous sources out there, yeah. um, that's not right. If there is a problem, it should be confronted and it should be right. addressed. But people need to step Within up and say. the guidelines right. that Jesus lays for us in Matthew 18. Right. If you're... If your brother has sinned against you, and often it's not even that. Yeah. But go to that person one on one at first, but do it in a way that's respectful. Then, if that there's no satisfaction or whatever yeah. term you want to use for that, then talk to take another brother or two or you know somebody right. else with, and then two or three. If you're still not happy, then before the church. And this particular, we don't follow that right. very well. No. This particular pastor who mentioned that, that pastor I've had a number of people tell me about, whatever, and it's always, it just seems to be that person, that individual person's pet peeve yeah, that yeah. they want to talk about. But saying they or them kind of makes it sound more serious or makes it, it sound... And that's exactly what's happening and it's a very manipulative right, way of, of communicating. Okay. Here's another one. I wouldn't want to gossip, but... <laughs> stop or, right there. I don't want to start a rumor, but <laughs> then don't. Stop. Right? Yeah, right. I don't want to hear it. And the thing is, you almost have to set those boundaries yeah. when you first come into a new right. pastor. Right. Because if you don't, you're going to get bombarded by stuff that happened 30, 40, 50 years ago yeah. that you have absolutely no knowledge of could give a rip about, and, okay, you're still dealing with this? When are you going to grow up? Right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that people will hold the grudge for that long, or this is the way, no, that's another one. This is my biggest pet peeve on this list. We've never done it that way before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Why does oh, that matter? Why? I mean, and, and, Look where you're at. You're about ready to close your doors, but you've never done it any yeah. other way than the way you've always done it, and you're dead. 
you do what you've always done, you'll be what you've always been. Exactly. Yeah. Or worse. Right. Because you may it may have thrived in the seventies. Yeah. But now that's you're true. you're you're down to people older than me, and I'm sixty six years old, sitting in the pew, and they don't want to do anything to reach out to anybody because we've never done it that way. Yeah. When I my first year of teaching, um, I had this big whiteboard, and on half the whiteboard I had it covered up with with some with a cloth. The other half, I told the students, go up and write your teacher's names on it. So, I said, all right, good. Those, those are all the teachers you've had in the past. Yes. And then I removed the cloth and had in big letters, I am not. Yes. So I am not your old teacher. I'm not going to do it the way. So I don't, you know, being here at Rock County, my first first three years here, I kept hearing the name of the previous Bible. But yeah. so-and-so did it this way. So That's fine. But he's an idiot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's fine. That's fine that you did that. But that's not me. Right. That's not what God's called me to do. And that's not what we're going to do. Well, and that's okay. The 12 years I spent as a substitute teacher in public schools yeah. here at Rock County Christian at the Blind School in Janesville. And more often, uh, often, I would have to make a statement like, I am not your teacher. I will do things as much as I can according to the plans that I've been given. Yeah. But I will be different. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, when I come into your classroom and sub for you, they know that I'm right. different than you. I mean, they know you're very different. That, well, I mean, it's just in general. They know. <laughs> well, they've experienced some <laughs> of that too. But, you know, I mean, the fact that you and I disagree on the whole Calvin Arminian thing. Uh, we disagree on some other stuff. But they know that we we love each other, too. Yeah. We are brothers in Christ, more so than I am with almost anybody in the whole world. But they also know that whatever they do is going to get back to you. <laughs> because well, right. you know, we communicate. That's yeah, and that's a helpful deterrent on behavior and yeah. stuff, typically. But um, you know, I love coming to your classroom because... Well, I hope they know that when you show up, it's because they know I trust you to do right. or to teach whatever. Yeah. You know, you're not just the person who's going to give them a worksheet. You know, you can actually yeah. say something. But we're getting off topic. All right. I want to fit one more in here as time is running okay. away. Okay, one more. Um, why didn't you go visit so-and-so when they were in the hospital? Why didn't you tell me yeah. they were in the hospital? Why didn't they say something? Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, this, this pastor says, Omniscience wasn't a skill I gained in seminary. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and in general, you can't deal with problems you don't know about. Exactly. Um, again, now, don't bring those up five minutes before the message. Right. Um, or before uh, Sunday service. But, yeah, you, you should say something. Um, and it's not wrong, I think. You know, when I was in the hospital, I, I reached out to my pastor, and I sure. said, you know, I expect you not to. Um, <laughs> well, I can see you saying that to Phil Allen. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe Phil. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I did say, you know, hey, I'm in the hospital. And, um, I'm not a very shy person when it comes to some of these things. Um, but oh, yeah. no, yeah, right. <laughs> Man, the sarcasm is dripping big time right. now. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the pastor can't deal with problems he doesn't know. And, again, oh, he and doesn't. frankly, the hospital, why is that always the pastor's job? Right, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. We, we are to care for each other. That's one of right. the problems I have with the way 
the American church or even the modern church is the role of pastor. He's not the, or he or she is not the do-it-all, evangelism, hospital calls, all that. I mean, it's something that we are all to be a part of. We've right. God has called us out of the darkness into his light and has gifted us in certain ways in order to minister to each other, to, to edify the body. We cannot, <coughs> biblically, we cannot expect a pastor to do everything that a lot of churches expect well, their pastor to do. Ephesians 4.12, what is the role of the pastor? To equip the saints for the work of ministry. So his job is to equip you to yeah. go and do make off. In fact, uh, you know, one of the things I love about my old pastor, Bob, Bob Bixby, um, when I was at Morningstar in Rockford, he, he'd always tell us, listen, if a church member visits you in the hospital, Morningstar Church has visited you in the hospital. Right. That, that's, you know, I don't have to make every call. In fact, I shouldn't make every call. Um, you know, that's why we have, you know, our small group leaders, our lay elders or whatever. Right. You know, we all do this. It's not just, I don't do everything here. I, I'm training you to do these things so that we can reach out and love one another, not just, you know, from the past. Right. So, all right, I think that's pretty much the time we have for this week. And, um, yeah, I've got two pages of these, and we haven't finished page one yet. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I know, I know. I told I, you this was going to be at least a three-parter. Sometimes I'm a little bit more ambitious, I guess, uh, in what I think we can cover. But all right, so our recommended resource this week is an article actually submitted by um, one of the uh, pastors in this forum I was at. But it's the article entitled, The One Sentence Pastors Hate to Hear, by Tom Rayner. The One Sentence Pastors Hate to Hear. So I'll have a link to that article. It'll go into some of the things that we've just talked about. Anything Tom Rayner writes about the church is usually pretty right on. Yeah, it, it, it's certainly something to consider. Um, as you said. All right, so join us back next week. We're going to be here with part two of this. And uh, so don't forget to check out our website, www. I know w- I don't have to say w- www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Just go slowly. And I know I don't even have to say that, but I'm old. That's what I do. <laughs> I was telling Dayton, you know, uh, yeah, this is true of you and I both. We existed before the Internet. Yes. Before Al Gore invented the Internet, we were both alive. So it's, it's still a new thing to Anyway. I existed before computers. <laughs> you existed before dinosaurs. No, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, check us out there, uh, Basic Bible Podcast uh, on Facebook. <laughs> Join our group. And then. Um, oh, on, on the uh, Facebook page. Yes. Uh, group. I will be starting in First Corinthians coming up here in um, January. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Now, this is probably in February where this is going to be aired. Oh, but, sure. So, so look for it there. <laughs> and then Basic Biblecast at Instagram and on Twitter. And then we do, I don't know if we're still going to have it then, but we, still, we have a TikTok out there. We're on TikTok. We and, have uh, TikTok? Yes. You didn't um, put that song that I sang on TikTok. I did. You're kidding I, I me. absolutely did. Oh, no. So, um, <laughs> I'm on TikTok. <laughs> those are the only, in fact, uh, we only have two videos on there, and that's, I think that's first one no that's the second one sorry um so i will maybe i'll add to that and i don't know maybe i won't do that anymore I don't, anyway, i'm rambling on so uh join us back next week we'll be here with part two so until next week have a good day.